you are about to enter the world of the Faceoff Hockey Podcast. Only, it's only game. Why do you have to be mad? The cases are real. The debates are real. Their rulings are final. This guy's such an idiot here. <laughs> this is your podcast. This is Face Off Hockey. Tiger, where are you? <laughs> Tiger! We also didn't talk about how now there's going to be a... Uh, oh, no, one brown cow. Wow, must die. What was your physics project? What? Well, the, the That's how we're opening the show today, everyone. Mike's going to explain his physics project. What grade? Uh, grade 11. Okay. Pretty intense. I had to do a stop motion film. Stop uh, motion. Left, of course, I left this to the last minute because I'm a master procrastinator. Are uh, we all? You're I, a valedictorian too, by the way. I don't know if you should okay. admit that. You might get your award. Oh, report. we've mentioned it before. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's Yeah, we have. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it's something that uh, it lives in my past. Um, but uh, I, uh, I, made this, I made this stop motion film. It was called The Adventures of Gingy and Domer. Two of my close friends, uh, Jermaine O'Neal and Skakman <laughs> Jones. Uh, Great aliases. <laughs> they, were, they were starring in this film for me. Um, it's hilarious. I should find it. It's one of the funniest videos ever. You still have to put up the uh, Skacky Ralph Cox picture. Oh, oh I yeah. Do. I absolutely do. I will send I'm, I'm getting li- someone's live messaging me our Rizzo interview, and they're like, where's that picture? It's hilarious. It's it hilarious. is. A, it is a great picture. Um, that interview, like we brought it up last week, I think it was, or episode twenty-two. Yeah, it still feels that was so long ago, man. Like, let's yeah. milk it for all it's worth, baby. Absolutely. All right, that was the highlight of our lives. I mean, it's <laughs> pro- probably a weird visual. As I was, as, <laughs> as Mike was just about to explain as well, but uh, yeah, we'll keep milking it. I mean, it was two weeks ago, but like I said, it feels like it's been forever. Um, you said, Kak, you got someone onto the movie and they've been live reading, yes. so, texting, whatever they've been doing to you. So, yeah. So, uh, she's a friend. Well, she's dating my best friend. Uh, she's a friend. She's a friend. She's a friend. Kelly's a friend now. Uh, I got her on the office. I, uh, I've got her on. So she watched Miracle twice now. She's, she's not really a hockey fan, but she's she, got a long way to catch up to us. Well, well I mean, <laughs> but, uh, so she, so she'll, I shared on my Instagram that uh, she was about to watch Miracle and she loved it. She watched it twice. And then she's been messaging me now because she's watching our interview because she thinks it was so cool that Patrick agreed to come on. And she was like, oh my God, his wife. Oh, she's so adorable. And she's like, I can't believe you guys were talking smack about the DVD cover. So she's like messaging me. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, is, she, was oh, yeah. she, is she a fan of hockey to begin with or? No, not really. She's watching the that's, Ducks movies. That's unreal. She's watched the Mighty Ducks movies, but uh, I, because we always put it on, uh, so so power of social media, boys. Uh, because we're always posting about the pod and stuff and how much Miracle has meant to us. She got well. She has my buddy's, <laughs> sorry Kelly, Disney Plus uh, account, and mm-hmm. she just watched Miracle one night, and then she watched it again yesterday. And yeah, we can't get uh, enough again. I'm t- I, again, <laughs> so she loves the. She's like, oh my gosh, I'm I'm at the part where where your guest says, I love the United States of America. It's yeah. So <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh. And you brought up you brought up social media um, in your little rant there, and I think we'd be remiss to not mention what's been going on. 
a bunch of hockey players. Well, not just hockey players. Let's get that straight. Um, but they're, they have a voice, they're athletes, they're well-known celebrities. If you want to call them that, um, they've been posting on social media, Austin Matthews, I can think of Blake Wheeler. I can think of, um, there's probably a bunch of other I'm missing. Um, what's been going on in the United States right now with the riots and just a lot of bad news. Um, uh, I mean, we we obviously um, do not condone what had happened. Um, obviously, I think that goes without saying. Um, I kind of don't really want to say something wrong here, um, but us here at Face Off, uh, we're behind everyone. We stand with everyone, kind of thing. And um, it's important for us to just make a note and say that you know, racism in hockey is one thing. Racism in society is another thing. Uh, there's no room for it, period. Yeah, they're all connected, and there's it's zero tolerance. There's no room for it. A hockey is a sport yeah. for everyone, despite, um, I think, over the last year, I would say, um, yeah. hockey's kind of had a lot of things thrown at them. Um, Don Cherry, um, some bar stool, spit and chiclet stuff. Um, coaches. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, coaches, absolutely. Coaches, and, sure. yeah, that's actually the most important one. I can't believe I didn't even say that. Um so yeah, hockey's had a bad look, but it's not, it doesn't represent everyone in the game. It's only a small select idiotic people and yeah. there's no place for it anywhere. Um, so that's all we got to say for that. We don't want to get too in depth on it, of course, but uh, we felt Mikey brought, Mikey brought it up and said that we probably should mention it. So. Yeah. I think, I think it's important for us to use our platform, which isn't huge, but you know, just to let people know that, well, man, that's, then that's the thing. Like you say, we're not big, we're small, but even if one person hears this and they go tell everyone else, I mean, that's, it, that's what it's all about. It's about getting a message across and making sure the voices are heard. And yeah. uh, it's simple as that. And just be a good human being for God's sakes. It's, yeah. it's honestly really not that hard. Pretty it, much. It, that's, that's pretty much the crux of this. That is honestly be what better, it comes down to. Be just nice. be a good person. That's it. It's real simple. Yeah. Um, not for everybody, apparently, but you no, know, it clearly is not. What it is. Sorry, my that's eyes super say. itchy here. I might get a little. That's all we gotta say eye. about that. Yeah. <laughs> now, so, Kak, you want to face off hockey? Pop. Yeah, Kak, you want to run down what we're gonna be uh, doing today? Oh God, uh, <laughs> we're going stuff. I mean, uh, we are okay. So here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. yeah. So today we are talking about uh, some details about the new playoff format. Um, the, the, the draft pick um, percentages. Sorry, I'm just spitballing off the top of my head here. I got so many things going on in here. Uh, we're going to talk about which Canadian clubs we think are going to go the deepest, how the draft is going to work. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, face up, playing face up. We're reintroducing that again. Yeah. So, but this time again, we each had a, each had one player for each other. Um, I will give CAC two guys this time. CAC will give. Mikey two guys this time, and then Mikey will give me two guys this time. So we're going to add one more in, and we're each going to get involved. Um, Kelly says so, hi, yeah. by the way. What's that going cow? on? Is she live <laughs> watching this somehow? How is this going on? We're not even live streaming. Actually, uh, she's FaceTiming Cock right now. She wants no, to be no, no. Yeah, you know what? Live streaming. I, we should maybe We have Twitch talked about this. We have talked about this at one some... point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got Kelly, a bad idea. Kelly can oh, jump re- in. Joe Wright can jump in. Speaking of I Joe remember, Wright, I haven't heard from him in a while. I haven't heard of Joe Wright either. I think he's, <laughs> he's still dealing breathing, with but he's. We need those weekly constant approvals. Of he's a busy man, though. He, he's a busy man. He's a CEO. He's you know yeah. he's up there in the esports, so we gotta let him do his thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So face oh, yeah. up, and then 
We're also going to go through some season awards. Um, yes. Last week or two yeah. weeks ago, I guess, was the official. Seasonal awards, Chief? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, some I, jazz I, don't know I don't know what to do with my hands. Uh, <laughs> car ran real well today on the track. And, uh, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, season awards. So, Gary Bettman declared the season over. So, obviously, most of the statistical awards are given out. We know Leon Dreisaitl won the Art Ross. Um, Pasternak okay. and Ovi. Uh, getting the Rocket Richard out of tie. Ovi, um, we'll have to, I should have brought this up to know, but I think it's like his ninth time he's won the Rocket. I think that's the most of all time. And he's had how many seasons? 13, 14, uh, if you yeah, don't count but the lock. He's basically won the Rocket like 80% other- of the time he's playing. Yeah. You have to also figure, like, the, the Rocket Richard trophy hadn't come into effect since, like, 2000, right? So Yeah, I think it was 98. Uh, Something close. It was in early around there. around yeah. there, right? So, I mean, yeah. But- but Bretzky still, nine, nine, it's nine, insane, that's man. a lot. It's insane. <laughs> it's a lot. Um, yeah, so we'll go through uh, the major ones. The Hart, who we think, the Vesna, uh, the Norris, and uh, you know what? Jack Adams. Let's pick a coach of the year because I think that's actually a difficult one to do. Mike so fun with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that was still technically this season. It feels so long <laughs> yeah, ago. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Oh, my God. So We're in June happening. now, boys. We're and in June. And the not even yeah. over, right? That's why. We, have, we don't have the closure of this end of the season. So, like, if it's still ongoing. Yeah, I remember I even right. brought up when the Leafs had – we're shitting the bet against Pittsburgh, losing to the Zamboni guy. I even said Mike Babcock probably would have been the best guy to have right now. So, yeah. I don't know. Maybe we'll see Babs in Seattle? I don't know. Doubt it. But, um, so, yeah, we'll go through that. And then uh, I'm going to shout it out now, and then I'll bring it up at the end again. Our friends uh, in the U.S., the Slump Buster podcast, um, I think it's next week they're scheduling. Uh, they're going to kind of have a hockey roundtable going on. Um, I think I will do the honors for face off this time and then after me mikey has to make an appearance because me and the cat will have completed our one appearances um so they're gonna have a round table hockey discussion so stay tuned for that but playoff format and the matchups it's been a week 10 days since we've kind of heard about it how's it sitting is it still kind of uneasy for you cat <laughs> i love it personally you want to see Carrie Price win the Stanley Cup and flaunt your love for the Habitant? Be my guest. Oh, someone's using <laughs> some French right now. Hey, yeah, hey. a little bit. We, we took French immersion until uh, grade eight and then up until grade oh, ten. Oh, so why does yeah. it bother you so much? Anyway. Um, That's why it bothers me so much and other reasons, but we'll leave it at that. See, Mike and I, we were, we were, we, 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 we kept in our lane, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> great, great four or five split, buddy. Great four or five split, buddy. Great. That's where we were at. Yeah, uh, I forgot. You guys were so cool. Um. <laughs> we really were. Actually, uh, okay. I did. I did do French immersion, but we did. We were in that grade four or five split. But I, I, oh, you I only did it for like two years. The French. Oh. Why'd you quit? Why'd you quit? I don't know. I hated the what, teacher. And... Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do you, Andy Bernard? Andy Bernard doesn't lose competitions. He only wins them or quits them because they're unfair. That's true. <laughs> That's true. I actually embody a lot of Mr. Drew Bernard in, uh, in myself. So Call me Drew. Well, no. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Kat. We've been cutting you off a little bit. What was the question? <laughs> oh, oh, the playoff so format. How you Playoffs. Think? Okay. Uh, I still don't know if this is actually going to happen, guys. I mean, they are pushing – they're guy, pushing well, he's, gonna, he's going. He's dying on this hill, baby. Hey, he he's gonna die. He, look. He, Gary Bettman loves to die on his sword. And I hate to break a, it to you, man, but the hockey's coming back. <laughs> look, I'm going look, back. 
I'm not in the camp saying like no hockey. I want hockey. I'm just trying to think of a feasible thing. Okay. And you don't think that COVID's gonna have some hikes given the for sure. uh, events of the last week? Like well, you know what? Let's wait and see. Let's wait and see. Okay, true. We'll wait and see. Um, but you know, I'm trying to think pra- pragmatically about this. And I'm also I have a, do- a foot in the healthcare world. So I-, I hear a lot of stuff that's been going on there. And I would love it to come back. Now, I have to say. I mean, it's a very confusing system as it stands, uh, but they're trying to make what's fair for most people, most teams. And it's going to be weird for the teams that haven't made it, uh, but they are they can still make trades with each other, which is That's a odd. little – yeah, I didn't really yeah. understand that whole concept. Uh, what? Yeah, we won't get you in the playoffs, but we'll let you make trades with each other's shit players. Um, yeah, so that's a little weird. <laughs> But uh, it's kind of weird also, like, the, the, the lottery. Like, if, if they do the first – if they draft the first time around, if a team that is in the playoff bubble gets picked, they're going to redo it. Yeah, do you like want to – just... we were going to go over that. You want to go over it now because you brought up – we'll go over it now. Yeah, um, I still yeah. don't fully understand it. So Yeah, so it's a little confusing. Um, the NHL.com, they posted an article six days ago, um, and it basically kind of gives it the rundown. But the, the byline was LA Kings have a 9.5% chance at number one. And I don't know why that would be the bylines. It says it's by the LA Kings. So maybe someone in the organization wrote this article. But whatever. It's kind of irrelevant that they gave that. Um, but this is how it goes. So the lottery will determine the first 15 picks, as we know, um, based on three to six drawings over one or two phases. It will include the seven teams that Kak mentioned that did not qualify for the 2020 Stanley Cup playoffs, plus eight teams that lose in the qualifying round, which could be the Leafs. Um, the first phase of the lottery will be held on June 26th, right before, or not right before, sorry, but before the qualifying round. Uh, it will consist of three drawings, including the seven teams that didn't qualify for the postseason and eight placeholder positions. So that would be the Detroit Red Wings at 18.5%, Ottawa 13.5%, Ottawa again with San so Jose's tech, pick tech at 11 and a half. So yeah, I guess it would be a 25% chance to get first at least. Um, then the LA Kings at nine and a half, the ducks, eight and a half, the devils, seven and a half, Jack Eichel and his lowly Buffalo Sabres. We got to talk <laughs> about that quickly. Um, six and a half. Percent. And then it's got qualifying, quali- qualifying round team a at six team B five team C three and a half team D three. Team E, two and a half. Team F, two. Team G, one and a half. Team H, one. And I'm doing it like I'm singing in a boy band like this. So the lottery odds for the, not, the seven non-playoff teams will be determined by their point percentage during the 2019-20 regular season, which wouldn't they already know the answer to that? Yes, that is correct. They okay. would know the answer to that. Okay, so it says, which pause on March 12th due to concerns around coronavirus. Um, the eight potential losing teams from the qualifying round will be represented in the first phase of the draft lottery as unassigned picks. The first drawing of the first phase will set the team selecting number one in the draft. The second drawing will set the team selecting number two. And the third drawing will set the team selecting number three. Are we good? We need a breather. Do we understand well, so I'm far? I'm still trying to figure out because you, we posted each slide on our Instagram. Yeah, we gave we the have, full plan. You might as well call yeah. me Gary Bettman Jr. But we have like <laughs> we have one slide where Don't team A, team B at the six percent, five percent. But then when you swipe over 
to the phase two. It's 12.5 across the board. It's so, it's really confusing. Yeah, I mean, there's gonna, it's not gonna be perfect, CAC. We know you want it to be perfect. But which is wanna, it? Is it? You want to ridicule the NHL. I know, I, I understand. That is, it's a little, it's off. But shall we continue? Yes, if a yes, team sir. not in the bottom seven wins any of the first three drawings, a second phase will be conducted among the eight teams eliminated in the qualifying round. That would take place between the end of the qualifying round and the first round of the playoffs. So I guess after all the qualifying teams are done, within a day or two before the actual playoffs start, they'll continue. Um, after the first drawing, the odds for the remaining teams will increase on a proportionate basis for the second drawing and again for the third drawing based on which team wins the second drawing. I'm officially lost. Um, <laughs> I don't get it either. I read that and I kind of was like, huh? Excuse me for a second. Yeah, I know. We heard your dog. Um, <laughs> it's <Kelly>. a very. Very good for this one. Hey! God well, dang it, Nelly! <laughs> Trying to get a podcast on here! Oh, we gotta <laughs> clip that. Oh my goodness. Um, so. Well, now we're completely off the rails because oh, Mike apologies. had to yell at Nelson. Leave it, leave it to me to interrupt this entire thing. This is what I do every every day. So, come on, so, y'all, been slaving over this for hours. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, continuing now because I totally forgot where we are. In each of the, if each of the first three phase drawings is won by a bottom seven team, the second phase will not be necessary. The remaining four teams from the bottom seven will be assigned picks number four to seven in reverse in inverse order of the regular season point percentage and picks eight to 15 will be assigned to the teams that are eliminated from the qualifying rounds in, in inverse order of their point percentage. I needed a degree just to get through that paragraph. Um, it's so like, like I th- like to think that we're very smart guys. It's yeah. taking us a while. So yeah. Like, yeah, it's confusing. Gee, so I think how it's going to work is they're going to go by points percentage, but they're going to do it based on who wins in this round of 16 or whatever. So it's almost it like a double placement kind of thing. Yeah. So like yeah. they're going to do it by, let's say Pittsburgh ends up losing to Montreal. Then you're right. They could technically get. Tell us how you really want it to go. Well, okay. I'm just saying, for example, <laughs> hypothetically speaking, pal. Uh, but then Pittsburgh would still not really have a chance at getting that first overall pick because their win percentage is much higher than that of like, Ottawa, LA, San Jose. Someone loses, exactly. Oh, oh, okay, okay, yeah. Anyone, really. Uh, Yeah. So I think that's why they haven't released, like, what the order is yet, because, you know, they're still... They're figuring shit out, yeah. Yeah, But originally in the proposed plan PowerPoint... PowerPoint. PowerPoint. um, Yeah, PowerPoint. It showed the image of Detroit, and then Ottawa's got two and three... And yeah, like Hack said, 25% if you add up both of them. Um, I would love nothing more. And this has nothing to do against the Detroit Red Wings. I played in Joe Lewis Arena, so I love the Red Wings. But it'd be kind of jokes to see Ottawa get one and two and then Detroit get number three. And you're shaking your head. Why, why wouldn't you want Ottawa to get a French-Canadian kid in Lafreniere? Well, I know you hate Ottawa. And what, then Quinton Byfield... You hate Ottawa. You've I said it multiple times. What do you mean? Why would I? Why wouldn't I want them? That's the reason. Oh, I know, but <laughs> but it like okay. Well, here you go. Spin zone. You're a guy who loves to see a Canadian team right. go deep in the playoffs. That's fair. You're right. Ridiculous take. 
if I do say so again. Um, hey, I with, I'm with him. What? Come You're on. with who? Matt, Mike. I, we had this discussion before. Yeah, we have. We've had this debate before. Yeah, but that's yeah, because I, you're a, you used to be a Leafs fan and you're a Habs fan now. So you've got wrong. two teams you wrong, can cheer wrong, for. Wrong. Mike loves the Habs. Mike loves the Leafs. So Mike would love to see the Habs win the Stanley Cup. But no. It's, Nothing. Uh, I don't want to get into this again because it irks me. The Leafs winning the Stanley Cup. Yeah, that and it would also make you happy if Stanley Montreal Cup. won the Cup. And I, let me tell you something. I would be. If happy. I saw Montreal win the cup, I'd throw up and I'd do other things. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to know what those other things are. No, you I don't, don't want to know what the. No. I love my family. They love the Habs. To see them excited for them to win the Stanley Cup, it'd be a, a oh. nice feeling for them. Where'd you buy that cop out? Target? Well, I've been working on it. Oh, oh. oh too soon. Oh, too soon. I don't even know. He said, Where'd you buy that cop out? Target? Too oh, soon, I was bro. thinking. Of, I was thinking of. Hey, I picked it up at Target. It's on it's sale. On sale, yeah. 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 Well, for, uh, everything's. Uh, anyway, back yeah, to anyway. Uh, Ottawa. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I. You know what? I. I don't have a sh- ounce of respect for the Ottawa organization. Maybe I do just because of some of the players that came through there. You know what? But our boy Shark. Show- our boy Shark. Shout out. Shark listens, and he just Shark got my it. gamer tag. Uh, for me too. He messaged me today. Too, okay, after. perfect. So, so Kat, this is our boy Mark Filardo, uh, Ottawa oh. native, diehard Sens fan, and yeah. you know what? I kind of want to see them get Lafreniere and Byfield, so he could be happy for a little bit, and then wait till Eugene Mello doesn't want to pay anyone, and then exactly. then we then then yeah. then we'll feel bad. I don't want him <laughs> to ruin these players. I- I've always respected Brian Murray, but seeing us what Eugene Melnick has been able to do since Brian Murray, you know, has passed on, is astounding that Brian Murray was as successful with the Senators as he yeah, was. Honestly, with man. an owner like that. Honestly, great hockey mind, great hockey sense, and respect when you see it. All right, like, okay, um, that's fair. But that's yeah, fair. you know what? My previous statement. Eugene Melnick is kind of known as the least favorited owner, we'll say, um, in the NHL. And he's literally the single-handedly the reason Eric Carlson left Ottawa because he openly said, "I if he wants that kind of money, he just bothered going to free agency now." And it was at the Heritage Classic. He didn't when deserve it, was, it clearly because. Uh, okay, it's a different can of worms now, Mikey. But well, yeah, okay, <laughs> so on I'm the Heritage saying. Class, on the well, another thing that he did at the Heritage Classic, he's like, "I'm going to move the team if we don't have yeah. fans in the stands." Yeah. It's like. Why? Why say that? Why put that out there? A friend yeah. of mine served him. Uh, she was a waitress, and he. She said he biggest no, worst tipper for <laughs> ever. So I mean, well, he's probably not making too much money with the Sens, but no, this was like two years ago. We got off the we got off the rails yeah, about the Sens. Mikey's dog. The, the Jaff lottery is confusing. We're gonna leave it at that. We'll figure it out. We'll bring it up in a couple weeks when June twenty sixth when it comes around. I, I, I just want to interest. See. Yeah, go ahead. No, I you find it interesting. I want to hear what you find <laughs> it. Just that they're limiting the teams to fifty personnel. Oh, you seem so bummed out that I cut you yeah. off. <laughs> so no, bad. it's nothing. It's no it's no it's go ahead. Nothing. You sound like This has been a great up so far, if I must say. Um <laughs> But Mikey, so. what were you gonna say before I just we end up? Say, obviously Eric Carlson doesn't deserve that money oh. because because the Sens have back to back draft picks. That doesn't yeah, bad trade. 
Bad trade. If that doesn't tell you something, I mean, I don't know what well, else. I mean, it's not really one person related to Eric Carlson. It could be Eric Carlson taking up cap space, them trading Joel Pavelski, them having yeah. Joe Thornton, Patrick Marlowe, and San Jose just kind of having a bad year. There's yeah. a lot that goes into it. You want to pin it on Eric Carlson, be my guest. I do um, want to pin it on Eric Carlson. Mike, bad, bad, bad. So, yeah, we'll skip over the draft lottery. We'll talk about a later date. Bottom line, it's confusing. And bottom line, Ottawa can have two picks in the top three, maybe even one and two. Um, So, yeah, going back to the playoff format now. um, So, Tampa Bay and Carolina, uh, they had voted no. Kaki brought that up last week. Um, Mm -hmm. I guess Tampa Bay had felt because – I forget Tampa Bay's reasoning, but I also heard Carolina had voted no basically because – they've got their ass kicked by the Rangers all year. And they thought it was unfair that they had to play them because the Rangers technically were in a number eight top spot. Um, Tampa Bay, do you remember why they weren't a fan of it? Uh, I think. Babies. Pardon? Because <laughs> they want to go on their jet skis. Um, I yeah. think, I think, uh, what did I say last week? I'm trying to remember. I think it was because the whole. I don't whole know, that's why I'm re- asking you, bro. Re- <laughs> <laughs> the whole rece- oh, I, the receding thing or something about like if they lose the preliminary round, then they don't advance, right? They wanted a secure playoff spot. I they do have one, don't think. they, Tampa Bay? They have oh, to wait. play they have to play for a reseeding, but I they think what to, they're yeah, saying they have to play is for a they could they could get the number four seed and then get matched up with a team in the first round, uh like Pittsburgh, let's say. Exactly. Yeah. And they would have maybe ended up playing Carolina. Or maybe even Florida, who is it? To me, those are two teams of lesser quality than Pittsburgh, especially yeah. when you're talking about playoff experience. Um, so I think that was their gripe. Uh, Carolina, yeah, they just got steamrolled by the Rangers all year, so I see why they're mad. Um, I mean, we we did go over it last week. There's no real matchups that kind of stand out to me. Um, I don't know if you guys have any other thoughts on well, this after well, looking at it a week later. <sighs> It's, it's, I mean, if it comes back, I mean, I don't, I don't know what team would really like Canadian team would go farthest. Yeah. We um, can think of, we can think of the Canadian team. So if we, let's go maybe by bracket here or seeding. Um, so Calgary, Winnipeg, there's two Canadian teams right away playing each other. Who do you guys think is coming out of that one? Uh, what did you say? I'd say Calgary. I would like to see. Connor Hellebuck recreate the magic that he's been re- that he's had this season. That's exactly I what I was going to say. If anything, he'd be my vote for a Vesna candidate. Yep. Uh, just what they've been able to do without that whole right side from last year, pretty pretty astounding. And also Calgary, Calgary was doing good under the new head coach Ward over there, but uh, Calgary seems to have a hard time in the playoffs. We saw that last year. We saw that the year before. They tend to dry up, mm-hmm. right? So what so is Winnipeg? Well, let's go, hypo- let's, go hypoth- let's go hypothetical here. The winner of that series would play the number one seed. So, obviously, they have to do this reseeding if they do. Um, but if it was to stay that way, they would play St. Louis. What team do you think has a better chance going up against St. Louis in the playoffs? Vegas. I, okay, but out of Calgary, Winnipeg, oh, oh. you dink. <laughs> Vegas. <laughs> That's my answer for everything. I know. Vegas. As I'm wearing a uh, Vegas hat as well. Twinsies. Um, so I, I'd say me. Uh, See, I'm, not, I would, I'm not confident in David Riddick. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's great. I agree. But, 
I agree with you. I think I think it would be a, a goalie matchup in if that were the series, if it were Winnipeg versus St. Louis. Uh, no Bufflin this time around hurts them for size. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? But for then sure. again, Calgary, they do have a solid back end, but it comes down to goaltending in the playoffs, as we've seen on multiple different playoff runs. Um, it comes down to goaltending. Um, yeah. Winnipeg, I'm only going to say Winnipeg because they were coming on a heater. Um, they've kind of been facing adversity all year. Brian Little, Dustin Bufflin, um, Connor Hellebuck, you know, he's stood on their head and he clearly shows he could still pull it together. Um, yeah. Paul Maurice, we're going to talk about awards. He's well, got we, a nomination for me. Um, yeah, I agree for sure. And that's so I kind of think a little bit of experience and the adversity and all, they can kind of go through Calgary. But this is why I said last week as well, this was the most intriguing matchup to me because Calgary has got something to prove as well. They've been a good team the last couple of years. They were had a huge disappointment in the playoffs last season. Um, if they don't do some damage this year, there's going to be some changes there. So I kind of – it's that still, to me, is the most intriguing matchup. It sucks for Calgary because they they came off, like, a, such a high with the whole Battle of Alberta being reignited again. Yep. And that sort of dissipated with everything else that's going on, not only in the hockey world, but in just the world in general. I mean, I feel like they could have taken that some of that confidence, some of that edge to the playoffs and – potentially made them a real contender if they lost some of that. What are you laughing at? I hear Nelly barking again. So I was waiting for you to get up and shut it. (laughs) He's a demon dog, dude. Um, Cujo, legit. Cujo, yeah. Hey. He's our blue guy for today, boys. Hey, shout out. Um, So, yeah, Mike, you do make a great point. Um, So, do we have a consensus thinking – I'm going to say Winnipeg would – be a better fit for St. Louis. I, I think uh, I I do think Winnipeg would be a better fit for St. Louis, but mm. if Calgary can find that passion, find that edge, find the drive, yeah. anger within them, I think they could take out Winnipeg. I just think Winnipeg. I like a lot of their players, but there's also a handful of their players that I don't think they have the heart or the drive to win yeah. in at this level. Really, maybe so, maybe they did I, make I think, the final four a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're with, not wrong. with most of that core. I mean, Buffalo's yeah. a big piece. So Buffalo I mean, either either one team that's going to come out, they're going to come to St. Louis and I think we can all agree the puck kind of stops there for either of those teams at St. Louis. Um if we maybe maybe who knows. Um Edmonton on Chicago, I do like Edmonton coming out of that. You had Leon Draisaitl who Art Ross um we're going to talk about awards like I said and I got him for the heart. There's other blue check marks out there. I mean, I didn't want to bring up this this stupid guy again, but um, he thinks he can name five better players than Drysaddle this season, and he's only going to get the heart because people are focused on points. It, it drives me nuts because this is Fuck, a guy man, that like, he, he wraps – his entire platform is based on statistics and analytics, yet he's he's contradicting his whole – I know. It's hundred percent. I was the. I was the first. Sorry, no. I was the. I was the first one to tell you. Just don't. Yeah. Don't like. I didn't even give this guy time. Well, I did, but then like. But I've also seen like like because it comes through here, right? I've seen some of the stuff on our that's come through our Facebook, our, our face off Twitter, and I'm like. Yeah. Yeah, you got to get him out of your head. There's some idiots that like. Look, I took a shot at someone who was an idiot two weeks ago. 
Yeah. Yep. I find myself. He has a bigger platform. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I find way bigger. Often <laughs> replying to that guy, like I do yeah. it. A, I did it a lot toward maybe like a month or two ago because yeah. I just couldn't stand the slander coming yeah. out of his mouth. I agree. We'll get back in, but uh, tweet at editor and leaf and give them shit. Um, yeah, so, so Edmonton, if they were to advance, uh, they would play the number four seed, and that number four seed right now would be the Dallas Stars. That well, is a that, very good. That's a very good matchup. Cat, go ahead. But hold on now. But the the top four they have to play their own round robin. So yeah, 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 no, I know. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going off a hypothetical. If it was because oh, okay. I think they do still have to actually come to an agreement on the reseeding or whether yeah. it's going to go to a bracket. So if it does go to a bracket and it goes like this, they would play Dallas. I think that's a great matchup. Um, I do like Dallas more, so I kind of think Edmonton. So, so far, three of the seven, six Canadian teams of playoffs, I'm going to have them getting knocked out in the first round. Um, how do you guys, what do you guys think about that? I think, uh, well, if there was anyone to advance, the best chances would, in my mind, would be Edmonton, Vancouver, and Winnipeg. I don't see, I mean, Toronto may, it depends. Okay, let's Toronto go, let's, better. yeah, let's go over to the East. So, well, we have Vancouver playing Minnesota. Uh, I like Vancouver. But Minnesota does have the oldest team. They have experience. They got a new coach, Devin Dubnik. He can play. Um, but then again, Jacob Marchstrom, talking about awards soon. He's got to be a nomination for the Vesna. Um, but they would have to play the number two seed, who right now is Colorado. And I kind of see Colorado steamrolling. So I don't see. Yeah, so I don't see anyone coming out of the first round, past the first round. Maybe Edmonton. Maybe. Um, but let's go to the East now. We got Toronto, Montreal, uh, and. That's it. Um, <laughs> yeah, no Ottawa. Um, so we'll start with the Habs, everyone's favorite team here on the Face Off Hockey Podcast. Um, so, yeah, I guess so. Um, so they'll be playing the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, I like Pittsburgh, but some people love Kerry Price and they think he's going to steal the show. I still don't get that. And I kind of want to go more in depth on that because I don't think anyone on Montreal, like, yeah, Shea Weber, great defenseman, captain, whatever. He's not going to do it for you. He's not going to single-handedly beat the Pittsburgh Penguins. Sidney Crosby, Denny Malkin, Hornquist, Gensel will be healthy, Latang, Matt Murray. Not, si- not single-handedly, but here's I compare this to what happened when Montreal took on Washington and Pittsburgh in 2010. They, had, they did it as a group. Now, Shea Weber is a great A-lister, but think of the defensive players that they had on the 2010 squad with Plakanics, Georges, um, they had Mark Andre Markov. Uh, Andre Markov. This Montreal team doesn't quite have that sandpaper and that defensive grit to take down a powerhouse like they did in 2010. Blue so it's kind of part. Well, yeah, right. So it's kind of hard to like who's gonna who's gonna be like they're all kind of like high scoring centers and well high scoring yeah 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 you know right like more finesse players not so much as the Thomas Plakanek okay your assignment is going to be wearing down Crosby and Malkin they don't really have that I don't think this yeah, they year kind of so in, in Brendan Gallagher I mean they okay don't... he's a winger though one, he's a winger and your third yeah and he's your 30 goal scorer he's your 30 goal scorer such a malleable player in the sense that you can assign him to do something and He's also very coachable, which is what I mean by malleable. Is yeah, that, but dude, it's one guy. Is what I is what we're saying. It's one guy. Yeah, I I completely agree with you. And, and you're I going agree. against arguably one of the greatest duos of all time of, of in all season time. and in playoffs. So yeah, no, I I get it. I think it's a long shot for sure, but I think it's possible. I think 
miracles happen. Um, and I think yes, stars, they do. I think the stars could align um, in in the way that the Habs could potentially beat Pittsburgh. I've seen we see it all the time, right? Tampa Bay oh, absolutely overconfident, and they get swept by Columbus, who squeaks into the playoffs last minute. I mean, yeah. it's hockey. That's why I love this sport because absolutely anything can happen. Anyone can win, and I love that. I just love that about it. We're not saying it's impossible. What we're saying is it's it's going to be harder for them to overcome that hurdle, right? Sure. That, you sure. know, anything can happen. Of course, I mean, we've been saying this. We said it just right now. We said it last week. So many upsets happened last year. I don't think anyone really had a perfect bracket. So no. it's – Although I did call the winner last year. I just want to throw that out there. Allegedly. Yeah, but it wasn't a perfect bracket. Anyway. Allegedly. Okay. Allegedly. Um, so yeah, so then everyone's favorite team here on the Face Off Hockey Podcast as well, the Toronto oh, Maple Leafs. Um, they'll be taking on the Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, wait, sorry. Hold on. Did we come to consensus Montreal's not getting out of that qualifying round? Well, I think – I'm going to say that they are just because I like to be the devil's advocate. I like to be the contrarian. Contrarian. Um, What? Uh, Also, I'm going to say that Chicago is going to beat Edmonton. I think Chicago has that experience. They have two great players uh, on their front end that are as good as any player, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And they, and they still have a solid defensive core and a decent goalie too. So, I mean, I also, yeah, sorry, sorry to cut you off, but I also think this is setting up perfectly to basically, answer our question we start at the beginning is what team can what canadian team is going to go the furthest and it very well could be dare i say it the toronto maple leafs um i mean columbus yeah 4-0 sweep the tampa bay lightning a record season uh no bobrovsky no deshane no you can say whatever you want about the zingle no panarin who's been one of the best players this year talking about awards um i think the leafs can do it it's a best of five. It's going to be a quick hitting series. Um, we clearly know if the Leafs go the distance, it doesn't go their favor. So maybe five. Maybe five games will help. Five games we would win against Boston and other teams. But and a lot of teams that we spoke about Brad Marchand. We don't know if he's being a troll or not. Saying he thinks the Leafs would have one of the better chances because they're young. They play that that quick skill game. I still think he's fucking with us, but I mean he's not wrong. He's really not wrong. They do have a young skilled team they're going to be fresh but i did hear this um a couple days ago and it was a valid point freddie anderson is notorious for terrible starts to the season we've had a two this will be maybe a three maybe four month layoff before we get back and cack that was a great job at trying to hide that yawn i must say i gotta show you (laughs) it was just so perfect because the eyes got big and watery but it was perfect anyway um, Freddie notorious for rough starts, and that kind of scares me. And, and not um, only that, he came off an injury, and then when he came back from that injury, he was not the Freddie Anderson that we all know and have grown to appreciate on the Leafs. Jack Campbell kind of came in, took the reins. He played pretty well. Whoa, 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 whoa. Took the reins. That's meaning he's like a starter. But, like, he had a great – he filled the gap. He filled the gap. He filled the gap while Freddie – like, he was like, yo, hold my – Freddie's like, hold my beer for a sec. And (laughs) whatever, whatever. He came in, did his job while Freddie, you know, wasn't 100%. I think if they can – you know, if Fred's not going to play up to the standard that we need him to play, then I think Campbell's not a bad guy – not a bad fallback option. I like – and there's no Jake Gardner to blame on, uh, uh, to put pin it on. How dare you bring my boy so. into this? <laughs> but uh, you know what? Toronto's a very 
typical franchise. I mean, we've talked about the, the mental fortitude and how they lack certain aspects of that. Uh, if they get intimidated right out of the gate, then it's, it's a goodbye. I think they have to just keep, you know, they got to double down on what has made them a winning team and not get too slighted well, with the physicality. Winning, winning team? I mean, they're the eighth. Well, they have seed. a winning record. They have a winning. I mean, okay. like, when I All say right, winning, yeah, I mean okay. above five hundred. When I well, that's what I mean by above okay, five hundred. Yeah, good save. So, so well, <laughs> that's what I meant. But you're not, you're not in my head. So I'm you kidding. wouldn't know. Free real estate, uh, baby. Free real estate. <laughs> editor and queef. Right. So, um, so fuck that guy. Anyway, so <laughs> yes. um, so so they just got to get over it. Like I've seen them play really good games and I've seen them lay a bunch of goose eggs all like on TV and in person. And Oh yep. my goodness. So it's, it's, it's very, it's a very polarizing uh, team that they have there. Oh yes. So, um, I mean, well, I think, I think they can get past Columbus though, but let's, let's so hope too. Let's hope they do a reseeding here for our, for Leaf fans sake, because hypothetically speaking, they would play the number one seed and, well, three <laughs> guesses who they're gonna run into. Um, I don't. I don't know how I would even feel this time around. I mean, yeah, Boston won the Presidents Trophy. Pasternak on fire. Um, I want it. I want Bergeron, it. Marchand. You know what? So do I. I, I feel like I feel guys. like we're in the early stages of the new Washington Capitals, where you just got to get past them, and then who knows what the hell can happen. Exactly. I 100 um, agree. I mean, look what happened when. The Raptors finally, I mean, LeBron left and we got Kawhi, but he was finally out of their path and they got through and they won it all. Okay. But let me, and we've asked, and I've asked this before on the show earlier when we started um, back in December or January, but is this team better than the team last two years? Well, all bets are off the table right now, dude. I mean, it's a fresh, it's a fresh start. Like I would, I I would tend to agree with you. They're not. Um, I agree they're not. So, but man, who knows what can happen? Exactly. That's I, like, it, this is hot. Like, even if the season did, let's say everything was still normal. No COVID, nothing. The NHL playoffs is still the biggest crapshoot ever. I mean, like we've said multiple times and everyone saw, look at Tampa Bay. Um, look at Vegas two years ago, man. Expansion. Yeah. Team of misfits thrown into yeah. the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah, and that's why I believe that any like any you, sorry, yeah, exactly. Anybody can win. And I was just thinking too, can you imagine the year Ovi finally gets the Stanley Cup finals? Imagine if he would have lost and it would have been to an expansion team. The guy you couldn't know, get Crosby out of his mind, and then uh, it's like a super team came together and, yeah. <laughs> and destroyed him. They had a lot of puck happen. luck. Yeah, the, oh, the, for the sure. Knights had a lot of puck luck. Like I was watching their entire run and they they got lucky a few times especially uh, against winnipeg so. yeah i mean they've gotten lucky twice in a row in the playoffs and san jose san jose dude no well that would have been unlucky that back oh sorry unlucky yeah oh man what am i saying what am i saying yes correct unlucky <laughs> they made unlucky. up for it they made up for it yes last yes, year. yes. Like, they got yeah exactly all right like i got my bad you. my bad my bad um <laughs> although i did predict uh, back when I was uh, there in 27, when they first got the team, I said Vegas 2020 Stanley Cup champs. So I'm riding. I'm, I'm going to ride on the Vegas coattails. So I'm hoping. Yeah. I'm still going Colorado. I still think Colorado has a really good chance. 
Oh, I don't. I don't think you're wrong. Colorado's very powerful. Yeah, but well, how could they not? Kale McCall. They got uh, Nathan McKinnon. They got future Hall of Famer Nazem Kadri. Oh, oh yeah, uh, he's gonna win the Conn Smythe, is from what I hear as well. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I guess maybe no Canadian teams. I think all Canadian teams, well, other than Calgary, Winnipeg, they can all advance into the playoffs. Um. But oof, it might be rough, tough sledding. See who can get out of there. Um. So maybe no one really gets the furthest but if I really had to pick one I think it would be the Leafs I think they would have somewhat of an easier path and that kind of sounds ridiculous because Boston was the best team this year and Boston is their kryptonite but I think with a fresh start and everything as CAC ponders into space looking for Space Launch X or whatever it was called this weekend um, I think that's maybe it's it, it for me it's between the Leafs and <clears throat> the Edmonton Oilers I, I would agree I think. And I, I'm shocked I'm even saying Edmonton because when we started the show, CAC, we had our Edmonton Buffalo uh, segment. And, well, I mean, this might be a good time to touch on Jack Eichel quickly. That guy, apparently, he's sick of it. And Him and Rasmus Ristolainen, dude. They both make yeah, comments. Yeah, Ristolainen's already been on the tr- – sorry, Mikey, go ahead. Ristolainen, like, he was blatant. Like, he Yeah, was- oh, yeah. Worse than Eichel. And Ristolainen was argued – like, I think he was on the chopping block this season, I kind of wanted the Leafs to get him. He's a big boy. He could play tough. Um, maybe maybe that's an off-season thing for uh, the calculators. Um, yeah, you can afford that cap hit, though? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jack Eichel, though, man. Uh, I, I forget which uh, reporter it was, but he had a tweet, a quote tweet on Eichel's comments, and it basically said, anyone who has said this kind of thing, they always end up getting traded. Um, maybe he forces his way out of there. I mean, I would make room at – what he's got three, four years left at $10 million. I'm not saying in Toronto, I'm saying any team, if $10 million is a cap hit, but I would trade, I would trade for Jack Eichel, man. Cause he, I think that's kind of a steal. He's a great player. He's a point per game kind of player. He's got to stay healthy, but he's clearly motivated. Get him out of that. What he can do in Buffalo right now, put him on a better team. Woo! That's dangerous, man. That's yeah. dangerous. Yeah, I agree. I also think Buffalo right now, their team, and sort of where where they fall within the league resembles a lot of the early 2000s, mid 2000s Toronto Maple Leaf teams. Not even, dude. The Leafs are making the playoffs. Yeah, but I mean, like early, like, <laughs> like yawn number two by CAC. I'm sorry, I've had a very the last. No, 40 I know, hours, but your hiding techniques are impeccable. <laughs> he's a, he's a friggin' wizard. You're a wizard. <laughs> Harry. Um, Is that sarcasm? I don't know. No. Anyway, no. go on. <laughs> uh, I, I just feel like they – how many years were the Leafs on the cusp of making the playoffs and just missed it? They lost to the Habs on their last game of the season or something like that. Yeah, like yeah. 07. It yeah. was a pattern. And then we weren't ever shit enough to get a, a good draft spot either. Yeah, so, you were in no man's land for a while. Yeah, yeah, and that was more frustrating than being last place. There's right? nothing worse than being mediocre in professional sports. Agreed. And that's what I was saying coming into this season, which is why I was on Edmonton's like bandwagon from the start, because I did not see I mean, Ralph Kruger is a great coach, but they just they it just doesn't they just don't seem to get it to have the right pieces to get it done over there. Mm-hmm. Right. 
I mean, hey, as long as Melody Martin keeps singing those songs about how shit the Sabres are. <laughs> yeah, I remember when you brought that up in studio, you were like, as long as that freaking girl stops singing on the guitar. And I was like, what the hell are you talking about? I didn't even forgot her name. And then I was like literally sitting at home one night, like oh, two weeks later, and it randomly clicked in my head like, oh my God, I've totally seen that video before. <laughs> yeah. It's, she's uh, she's she's a gem, but for for <laughs> Buffalo, like the they, everyone's blaming the Pagulas. You also have to the fans have to figure out here. Okay, ownership's one thing, and yeah, maybe you know they're not making the best decisions. But also, it's Buffalo. It's hard to sell your city to free agents, and then the whole we'll make a trade. Well, it's kind of hard just to make a trade, and you can't really do it. Well, they can do it right now, but they got you know who and for what. So. Yeah. It's it's hard to sell, and it's I love Buffalo. I love going there and stuff like that. But it's hard to sell the Buffalo Sabers to anybody other than Jack Eichel. Yeah, and not to mention the Pagula family. Um, they have like openly admitted or been so blatant that they're just gonna spend all their money on the football team. Like they don't care about the hockey team. Um, I believe they own the Buffalo Bisons, the Blue Jays team affiliate. They own like all the Buffalo teams. Right. pretty much but they 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 are they got their money through oil and obviously with covid the oil markets have taken a hit so they're losing money they they I mean they're billionaires and stuff they're losing money so they're like we're going to kind of put our resources that are limited right now or whatever limited is to them um into the buffalo uh bills and themselves and they're kind of putting their employees and everything down by the wayside and that's a whole other topic um, that we're not going to get into because I don't really don't know much about it. But all I know is that they're <clears throat> openly like, Hey, we're losing money too. Like what makes you think they're basically going to feed themselves first, the billionaires before they're going to feed all their employees who make everything run for them. It's, it's twisted. Yeah. Um, yeah but we're coming close to the end of the show. Um, we, I know we said, wow, we, promoted a bunch of times here in the last 20 minutes about awards i think we'll hold off on that um because that the nh the, the nhl is not going anywhere um they're not <laughs> going to give out awards anytime soon i think so we'll save that for next time um let's get into face up now yeah um, face up i'm so excited yeah i'm actually kind of excited because you know what i always love getting my hockey knowledge tested um that statement right there can backfire or it could be a good thing we'll see cac we already know you're pretty good at this um, I feel like I got some two guys that are well-known, but maybe little, like, side benders here and See, there. The, the funny thing is we can't ask the other what we have, yeah. so we might double up. I don't know. but Well, yeah, I, would, I mean, there's a ton of guys to choose from. I if, know. But... If we double up, that's hilarious, and we're definitely going to mark it down. But uh, <laughs> you guys got your guys ready to go? Yep. Sure. Who's All first? Right. Um, well, I, on my screen, I'm in the top right, so I'll go down to CAC. Cat can go to Mikey. Mike can go to me. So we'll go in that pattern. So Cat, okay. mm. first player. Mm. Oh, right. Me. No, uh, no, no. Okay. I'm going to give you your first player. Oh, I'm, right. Yeah. <laughs> I've been uh, the last 48 hours, buddy. Like I'm just, uh, it's all good. Zone. All right. Yeah. Mike, you can do the whistle. You're a, you're a big whistler. Um, first player. I almost just said his name. Oh my goodness. Uh, he almost so this, pulled at me. Yeah. This player was born in Murray Harbor, Prince Edward, oh. Prince Edward Island. 64th overall draft pick in 1998 by the Tampa Bay Lightning. He's played for five teams. He's won two cups on two different teams, and he's got a Conn Smythe on one of them. 
Brad Richards? Also, sorry? I'm sorry, Brad Richards? Yeah, you got it, baby. Brad <laughs> Richards, well done. Well done. So my last few clues there. He also won the Memorial Cup with the Ramuski Oceanic back in, uh, I think it was 99-2000. Um, and he won an, a gold medal at the <clears throat> 04 World Cup of Hockey, um, which took place here in Toronto. So, Beauty. congratulations, you are one for one. Cack, feed it to Mikey next. That's All right, here, here we go, buddy. You ready for this shit? Here we go. Born in Edmonton, Alberta, this player played 12 seasons for his hometown team. Despite being picked third in the third round, 84th overall, this player went on to have a Hall of Fame career that, um, that he had six 100-point-plus seasons. He is the only player to captain two teams to Stanley Cup championships. Mark Messier. Bam. Wow, well done. You know what? I was thinking Mark Messier, but I honestly, I knew he was Canadian. I didn't know he was from Edmonton. See, that's why. I had to wait for some, some other hints, but – that was a good one. That's yeah. wild. That's wild. Well done. Third round, uh, third round pick, man. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. What a steal. Yeah, that's wild. Okay, G, ready? No, but yes. <laughs> oh, I'm excited for these. So excited. Okay, so this uh, North York, Ontario native went undrafted, but played uh, 12 years in the NHL. Uh, he played in the OHL for the Kingston Frontenacs and also for the Owen Sound Platers. Uh, he was initially signed by Detroit, which I didn't know, in 1999 and played his first NHL games with them. They actually won the Stanley Cup that year, but this player didn't play enough games to, to get a ring. Uh, he is widely known as the biggest bust in the NHL ever, uh, and he's even had... Wait, I'm going to – the biggest pest ever? <clears throat> oh. But he won I, with Detroit? He didn't win, though. He didn't get credit for it. I think well, I know who it is. If the clue, the biggest pest, you said of all time? I'm in – okay, in my personal opinion, probably yes. Well, I was going to say Claude Lemieux, but I don't think he's from North York. No. Yeah. No, I, I, I have a theory, but keep going. Uh, he now smokes cigarettes on Instagram as he chirps Jake DeBrus. <laughs> yeah, okay. Sean – Avery. Sean Avery. Yeah. <laughs> wow, damn. Can you read those clues again? So he was undrafted. So I made it a little tough because I thought it would be pretty easy if I just threw some clues out about Sean Avery. Um, yeah, if you would have said like uh, Dion Phaneuf, Sloppy Seconds, yeah, Martin exactly. Broder. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Like there's, there's, so much, there's so much I could have said that would give it away. Yeah. Um, that's a good. That's a. That's a tough one. I. You know what? But, but like he, he was drafted. He he wasn't drafted. Sorry, undrafted. But he played for Detroit in 1999. Maybe so he, so he has. He, does he have a ring? Was he no, on the no. roster? He was not. He was not. Did not meet the requirements to get a ring. So he and only played was, like a couple of games in the beginning of the year. He played 34 yeah. games, yet still didn't wow. play. Wow. Playoffs. Not if the cutoff was half a season. That was only a couple games. Damn. Yeah. Bissonette's the same thing with Pittsburgh. And he even yeah. jokes that he's technically a Stanley Cup champion, but he didn't have enough games in there. Right. Oh, yo, that's right. All right. That's a good one. Um, so, oh, fuck. I'm the only one that lost that round. Um, <laughs> no, you got it, though. Didn't he get it? Well, I, yeah, I did. I did. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I, I thought that he got I it. I should have said, why, I, I said widely known as the biggest pest in NHL oh. history. I should have said in my personal opinion. But you know what? You know what? I 
you, that's not a wrong statement. He's definitely up there. But for some reason, I automatically go to Claude Lemieux when I think of biggest pest. But uh, anyway, 12 Cac, years. It's 12 years. Yeah, 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 that too. Um, second player. He was born yeah. in the Czech Republic, and I won't say the town because I frankly cannot pronounce it. Um, 87th overall in the 1994 draft by the Quebec Nordiques. Right winger. He Milan played- Hayduk. Wow. Yep, he got it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's only one guy in the Nordiques that's from the Czech Republic that I would have thought of, too. Uh, my last final clues would have been one team, one cup, uh, gold medal in the 1998 Olympics. And he was a rocket winner in 0203, and he was one of three winners. I can tell you I would have got none of neither of those. Wow, interesting. <laughs> All right. Cack, fired away. Oh, here we go. Born in Keswick, Ontario. This uh, player was born the same year the Leafs last won the Stanley Cup. Oh, shit. Despite not being drafted, this goaltender has amassed 943 games with six different NHL teams. While not a Hall of Famer, Yet, he has 454 wins and an Olympic gold. Roberto on his, pardon, pardon, no, no, on his mask is a famous dog, which is also his nickname. Okay, Cujo. There we go. <laughs> <Okay>, Cujo. <laughs> I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Uh, Bobby Bobby Lou is definitely not born in '67, though. You and think- he's not from Ontario. <laughs> yeah. I don't actually know where he's from. Oh, Montreal. Montreal. Yeah, Montreal. Yeah. Um, you think Cujo's going to the Hall of Fame? Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I don't think anytime soon. I think he has like I think he has like the most out of the non-Hall of Famers in terms of wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has the most losses. I just say yet because I think eventually at some point it's gonna happen. I am, but I don't see him like he hasn't been like i love i love cujo again he's gonna be our glue guy today uh but you know you always hold out hope for him and like two that i really want is him and jeremy ronick to make it to the hall of fame right like i don't know i yeah they're i to me they're both borderline guys but then again the nhl hall of fame it seems like it's it's i don't want to say easy i don't want to say easy because that's not the right word because it's it is a hall of fame but their requirements are pretty lenient that's what I'll well, say. Geek, I mean, I'm a huge Montreal fan, and I love Guy Carboneau, but... Well, what was it, a couple, being... was it a couple of years ago, Rogi Vachon got in the goaltender, yeah. but he had but been he... on the ballot for like 30 years? It's oh, like, yeah. dude, if he wasn't a Hall of Famer back then, why all of a sudden is he a Hall of Famer now? It's like yeah. he almost put him in a pure guilt. Like, well, they, they put off Pat Burns for the longest time. They would refuse to put him in the Hall of Fame. And the year after he died, they were like, yeah, okay, we'll put him in. That, see, that kind of shit makes me so mad because it's yeah. like, what you gonna, why do you have to wait till the fucking poor guy I'll is gone? And he him. wanted, and he wanted, like, the year, the last year that he could have gone, like, while alive, he was like, I would love to have been inducted in the Hall of Fame while I'm still here. Shut and then you think God. that they were going to do it then, and then they didn't, and then they did it the year after. And it's like... Yeah, that, that fucking, yeah. that shit pisses me off. But well, anyway... Pat, my man Pat Quinn was around for that, so I kind of that's a little light on that. Yeah. All right, Mikey, fire up the last player for me before we sign off. You ready for this one, pal? Oh fuck, I don't know now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited for this one. Okay, so uh, this uh, mediocre player was drafted by the Anaheim Ducks in 2008, 17th overall. 
The Leafs acquired this player for a comparable and surprisingly worse defenseman, Francois Beauchemin. Jake Gardner. I'm not finished yet. He beat <laughs> to score a home Stanley Cup goal since the great Matt Sundin. I can't believe that. That's, that's fucking terrible. Uh, he went to the University of Wisconsin, although shocking considering his lack of knowledge and awareness on the ice. Who is it? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> How dare you, you bastard. I knew who it was right away because your eyes fucking lit up and you're like, this mediocre player. How dare you? How dare you? I think I'm going to mute you like that show Around the Horn when they make a dumb point. Oh, yeah. They- yeah, I mean. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. He's back. He's back. I just got to show you. I got the power, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so awesome. I said it right off the hop, Jake Gardner. Um, all right. Well, that was face up. Those are some good players. Um, well, we did not overlap. So let's continue this trend. Actually, let's keep going from here on out for the rest of time. We will not tell each other, uh, the players we've chosen for one another and we'll see if we double up. If we um, double I'm, up, we have to shotgun a beer on the podcast. I, I like that. And also, um, I, we also have to keep track that we don't double up players. We've already said. Yeah, um, I know. I feel like we need yeah. to go back and make a list because I, I think I had a player on here that I was like, oh, I think we already did it. I have, I have the notebook here somewhere. Um, I was going to do Ron Francis, but I'm like, oh, wait, we did that one already. Yeah, <laughs> I have the notebook here somewhere with all the guys we've done. And I, we haven't – we've played it a bunch, but we haven't played it a whole ton where there would be so many – like there would be a chance we'd overlap. You know what I mean? Um, it's definitely – excuse me. It's definitely going to get harder. Because we are going to run out of the most well-known guys. So, it will get harder. But, uh, boys. Oh, fuck. You got me. (laughs) Twice. You guys didn't hear me because I cut out every so often. Well, it's probably because me and Mike were talking too loud or something. But, uh, honestly, great episode today, boys. Um, Keep fucking Nelson or Nelly on a leash next time there, Mikey. Um, Get that Turtle Wax sponsorship. Reach out to them for your head. Yes, sir. Uh, CAC, we might have to reach out to a headphone company, microphone company for you. But well, honestly, no. I'll tell you right now while we're still recording, you didn't cut out at all. No, you didn't. We'll, we'll, we'll see when it's on YouTube. But you know what's embarrassing about the laptop that I'm on? Because it's not mine. It only has one USB port. So wow. I could, that is so, Yeah. So I either put in the headphones or I put in the mic. It's a lose-lose either way. Your so. headphones are a USB plug-in? Like oh no! Uh, <laughs> when it comes to technology, so yeah, I don't know, man. I'm all, uh, the guy's a teacher Ita- and doesn't even own a laptop. We should invest in some Red Bull, buddy. I'm, <laughs> I'm half Italian and half asleep, so <laughs> aren't we all? We are actually are all. <laughs> Sorry, are you not full Italian? Well, no, it's a it's a joke. Um, <laughs> I, I get it. Yeah, I'm full Italian. Yeah. Maybe we're only half Italian. Yeah, I can do crop circles on my arm. It's great. <laughs> well, boys, um, let's all get some rest. How about that? We had yeah. long days. Beginning of the week, um, you guys hear us here every Wednesday. Face Off Hockey Podcast. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Like, comment, tweet at CAC about uh, the movie Miracle. Um, follow Instagram, us. DM me. Yeah, follow, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, at Face Off Puck Pod. Um, Mikey, you look like you're in the darkness now because you moved your studio light. We don't know what's up with that. Oh, very nice. (laughs) 
I wanted to try to time it so that when we end it, I turn the light off and it goes right off. I thought that would be cool. <laughs> but now that I think about it, it's pretty, it's not really cool. Well, how about you You sign us off then? How about that? Everybody, from the boys at Face Off Huck, uh, Face Off Huck, <laughs> Huck, Huck. Hold on! Take two. Okay. Everybody, thanks for watching the Face Off Hockey Podcast. From me and the rest of the boys, we're out. Yager salute. <laughs>